Welcome everybody to the Winter Peg Report. I have a very special guest today. Uh, before we jump into that, I would like to get you following us on all the social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. We're on Twitch as well and TikTok. There's nothing on the TikTok, but you should follow us there because there will be stuff. It's coming. But every, basically everywhere, it's at or slash the WPG magazine. Try to make it as easy as possible across the board. And if you want to get in touch with us, you can call and leave a voicemail or text 431-800-4555. That's the WPG talk line. You can reach us by email, podcasts at the WPG.ca. And that's so like if you wanted to be a guest on the podcast or you knew somebody who should be a guest on the podcast, that's the email address that you want to get us at that's i mean it's pretty straightforward then uh, if you're looking for advertising you know to advertise with us the info's there on the screen but for those listening to the audio podcast real quick 431-489-2401 is the number to call or you can email ads at the wpg.ca so without further ado and again i'm mark adam i don't know if i said that at the beginning but i am joined by mr magic man on the guitar and vocals, this is the one and the only Jamie Buckborough. Evening. Good to see you guys. Good to be here. Uh, well, thank you for joining me here on the Winter Peg Report. And I always start, I tell people like, generally, this podcast is all about discussing all the cool stuff that happened last week in Winnipeg. Uh, but I mean, what happened last week in Winnipeg? We all stayed inside and cried about it. So there's not a lot. Uh, uh oh, oh, there's. What is this? I thought you clicked on something. I oh, did. I did. I was trying to. I was trying to adjust something, but that worked out way better than I expected. That was awesome. Just, just grid mode. We should just. We should literally just do the rest of the. Uh, the rest of the whole thing just in together mode like it'll pop me in i just assumed that would put us together in a screen but wow that was glorious yeah that's i don't think that's the one we want uh but anyway uh <laughs> uh the wonders of technology and this is the other thing right like i like talking to people and i like face to face and this over the internet thing has been tough for the last two freaking years but yeah uh, I'm getting very tired of looking at my screen to see my friends, and I would like to be out in the world again. Agreed. Uh, but, but yeah, generally we talk about the events that happened and the events that are coming up this week. But again, that's not really a thing these days, so we're just going to roll on by. And we're going to talk about some really cool local people. Since we can't talk about local stuff, We'll talk about local people. I'm going to turn my phone off because that's a super unprofessional thing to have not done to begin with. And we're off to a rock and start. So, uh, Mr. Jamie Buckborough, I got some questions for you, if you don't mind. Absolutely um, not. <laughs> excellent. Because that's sort of really cut this short. But uh, <laughs> what, what what was it? Because, I mean, you're a local musician. By the way, if you haven't seen him, and I can't imagine... Anybody interested in music in this city hasn't seen Jamie Buckborough at some point. 
But uh, what is it that got you into music in the first place? Like, how did you get, did you come from like a crazy musical family? Did you go to music school? What was it? Um, yeah, basically, I, I grew up uh, listening to music through the family. And uh, dad played guitar. He played in bands with uh, my uncles and aunties. And my mother sings as well as my aunties. And um, we sort of just grew up, me and my sisters, my sisters and I, that my mom would love that I corrected that. And uh, yeah, we grew up surrounded by lots of singing, lots of music. Mostly every, we would go to church every Sunday and my parents were the music ministry. So basically dad would play guitar. There'd be three part harmonies. We'd hear an hour of that before church, an hour of that during church. And then also we'd go to all sorts of uh, lovely musical music parties with all their friends and there'd be a sea of guitar players and lots of fun. So I, we were, I was pretty much immersed in it for my entire life. That, yeah, I mean, it, it comes across in your music that it's part of you. Like it's, it, like it's Jamie Buckborough, who is a musician. Like he just, that's what you are. So yeah, hundred percent. It's uh, it's ingrained for sure. Yeah. And I mean, you mentioned some family, your sister's quite a talented uh, singer herself and you guys play as tobacco and gin or is it gin? Tobacco, tobacco? Flowers. tobacco flowers and gin. Tobacco flowers and gin. Right. Uh, and when did you guys come up with that name and what's sort of the meaning there? We did it. Uh, I mean, we had been playing together for some time and uh, basically she, she kind of, she'd always been singing, but she, recently in the last maybe three-ish years decided to pick up the guitar and get a little more i mean as serious as you can get uh, about getting out there and starting to play and so we started doing some duos and stuff together and she started coming up to some shows and uh after a while we figured we should probably get a name and she just one day she decided uh enough with the jamie and sarah buckborough show she wanted a real band name so she came up with that one and it was too good to say no to yeah, and you guys very, very talented. Again, for those listening or watching, if you haven't seen them perform, it's awesome. And when the two of them perform together, the harmonies, the the whole thing, it's it's fun, it's energetic. Uh, I mean, for a duo, like there's a lot of energy that goes out. I know, I know from experience that uh, being in a duo is not the easiest thing to sort of like rile up a crowd, but you guys have your own rhythm and it's, it's really yeah, something thanks, to watch. Man. That's, that's really nice. Thank you. Uh, it's, it's great. I, I've, I've always, I've been a fan of you since the very first time I saw you on stage and I'm that jerk in the back yelling out the weird random songs that I know are yours. Uh, <laughs> so I, I, I apologize and you know, sorry, not sorry. Kind of thing. No, I, I I feed off of those jerks. Those jerks are all my friends. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. All right. Well, I don't feel so bad. Um, that's good. Uh, so, uh, you you also you mentioned you know you need a proper band name. How many bands are you in? Because I know you're you're in Jive Town. You got the Squid yeah. Squad, which does yeah. like all the you know jam night kind of stuff, um, and you guys literally interchange members you know on a week-to-week -week basis or whatever and yeah. like what other hundreds of projects are you involved in i mean uh 
like over the years there's been several like the first band ever was uh that i started was james and the giants and that uh that was with jesse miller micah bell ian Sorensen, and graham leverick and then that group morphed into the honey sliders and uh we went through a slew of people and now we've fell on to jesse miller micah bell so that core unit of the uh the rhythm section is still there and then we have Chris Carmichael and Alex Campbell is on keys. And so that one's called the Honey Sliders now. So it's that one. And then uh, the other one, I mean, I do some solo stuff by myself and solo. And uh, also Pale Riders was one uh, little three-piece with Josh Ayers on the drums and Sean Malton on harmonica. I played in Attica Riots for, for a spell, a couple of couple few years. And... Uh, I think that's it. I think there might be one I'm forgetting because there's so goddamn many of them. Yeah, there's there's a lot. It's great too. What's your what's the one? Because you do the Neil Young tributes, and uh, do you guys have a name, or is it just the Honey Sliders doing? Yeah, it's basically just the Honey Sliders, and then I uh, because like when we do the CSNY tribute, there's so many so many vocal parts that need to be filled filled in that we can't cover it with just the, the core group, so. I bring some sisters in and then uh so that's christy katie and sarah buck bro and uh and then also we'll bring in some backup guys to fill in some of the guitar sounds like rob paschal did some guitar and uh and uh dan russell did a little bit of steel and stuff like that and uh yeah we just sort of fill it out fill out all the sound that needs to be filled it, and it sounds great like it's every time i've been to a show with you and i I've had the pleasure with the Squid Squad, of course. Uh, I've had the pleasure of actually sharing the stage with you on a couple of occasions. And uh, yeah. I've, it's always just such an honor to be part of that because I, I I recognize that our talent levels aren't equal. And <laughs> I'm not going to say which one is which. Uh, depends on which it depends on which part of the night it is. Because uh, <laughs> third set, it's getting pretty close. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, yeah, I, I'm uh, I'm not on that level. I, I I don't hold my own in that group for more than maybe two songs, you know. So that's <laughs> well, all that's I got. The fun, that's the fun part about uh, about jam nights, though. It really, it's. I mean, that's the main focus is to to not intimidate people that feel like they're uh, they're not good enough to get up with the likes of us. When in reality that's exactly where I came from. That's how I got my start was jumping on stage with people that were way ahead of my game. And then they brought me up there and coached me along and, you know, some light jabs here and there to get you further along, just to yeah. make you realize that you better tighten it up next time. Yeah. Yeah. The challenge is laid out, right? Like you got that gauntlet. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And so you've been performing since you were a kid. What other things do you do in the arts are you like are you artistic in other ways or is it just like music and everything else can f off i mean i wouldn't go as far as everything else can do we have to say f or can i drop or... oh you could whatever you want like this, oh, yeah. this we can mark Ooh. it explicit whatever all right i love that yeah i mean i wouldn't say everything else can fuck off but uh i mean i i enjoy lots of other art i don't necessarily do any of it you know like i mean it's it's pretty much mostly in the musical realm that i uh that i hang out in but i i thoroughly enjoy 
drawing when I do, you know, I've got a couple of random paintings kicking around. I, so I, you're, you're, you can draw because man, like my stick not figures well. are on I've point, done, but done, like, I've done some things, but, uh, you know, it's just strictly a uh, hobby and it's been quite some time since I've delved into it. Fair, fair. I was just curious. And cause like outside of music, which is the only context that I and a lot of people have for you. And one of the advantages of having you here is I can ask you, what other things do you do? Like, what does Jamie Buckborough do other than music? Um, I mean, I like to uh, <laughs> I like to go and watch music, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Basically, like I, uh, given the opportunity, I'll I'll go check out. I mean, it's it's a rarity because I'm so busy. But uh, when I have an opportunity to go check out a friend's band or you know maybe a band I've never seen, I I certainly take the opportunity to do so because there's so much good things happening in Winnipeg and and I'm usually usually doing something and it's it's so nice to go and be able to support some of the other people that are doing the same thing. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, and you know. So the love of music begets the love of music begets the love of music, right? So it's absolutely, yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's great. I I love that. And and so you don't have to tell us where you work, but what you do you do have like a day job at this oh, yeah. time? Um, so absolutely. what is it you do for fun at work? Yeah, I uh, I paint houses for uh, for a living uh, with a small company. It's uh, it's been a I've been painting for I mean mostly. I've been doing trades on the side while doing the music thing because I just never wanted to uh, rely on music just in case, uh, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to have to pay bills with that money. Cause when I can't, then I'm just going to start resenting music. So I figure if I have a day job, I can just cover all those bases and then I can just make sure me and music have a nice tight little relationship. So is that, is that some advice you might pass on to somebody else that was, Try, like you know trying to make music kind of their life is like have something well, else that pays the bills so that your free time is your time i mean i would to like that's that's how it, that's how i felt for me that's how i make it work it's not necessarily for everyone there's a lot of people that aren't doing it and, and strictly do it and uh i would say that those people have much more time to commit to it which is a bonus for sure because i definitely don't have the same amount of time to do it but at the same time i uh i don't think if i didn't have a job i don't think i'd be very productive at home because when i have that time off that that uh pandemic when i the first couple of weeks we didn't have any work and i just sat around a whole hell of a lot let me tell you i uh you know it's funny like you know the wpg exists partially because of the lockdowns well the yeah. first one anyway because I, I had this idea for a thing and like, when am I going to find time to do it? And then it's like, hey, go sit at home for a couple of months. Oh, I guess yeah. I got some free time on my hand. And I, <laughs> I, like, I'm like you, like, I don't I don't like the thought of that sitting around. Like, I don't like that. Like, what do I yeah. do? So I didn't like that feeling. So I just I put myself to work. Um, But uh, you, you said you like to support other bands and stuff. Do you have a favorite band? And if so, are you allowed to say out loud or is it going to hurt all your other musician friends feelings? <laughs> I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that I have a favorite band. I kind of just, I just, uh, I love to watch people 
that love to do what they do up on stage doing what they do. It's uh, it's really fun to be on the other side of it and just sort of soak it in and see what uh, what other people have to offer, and also just to be able to uh, to be able to hang out with the the friends as well on the other side of that stage and get to absorb a show from that end with those people instead of having to look out and, you know, just seeing them from afar and nodding, giving a little yeah. wink. That's all you get. Yeah. This way you get to have a conversation about what you're watching and it's really fun to just sort of pick people's brains about what you're watching with them. Right. And I, yeah, I like that. That's good. So like COVID the whole pandemic, I do not want this. This isn't a political conversation. But yeah. It has certainly affected all of our lives, musicians and entertainers, quite in particularly. How, how hard did it hit you? And how have you sort of pivoted to try and cope with that? Or have you even? I mean, I would say that uh, the first... The first lockdown when everything was completely shut down and there was nothing to do that uh my sort of thing was um i never really never really played around the house a whole lot because i was playing so often that when i got home that was my that was my me time and my my you know my us time with my lovely woman partner and um so then i because i was home and that's just what i'm used to i didn't didn't touch the guitar for seemingly like, I mean, it was probably went for a good three or four months that I didn't touch a guitar, didn't play, didn't sing anything. And then uh, after a while I started to realize like, this is dumb. I should start picking it up and doing something with it because I can't just be stubborn and wait for it to come back to me because it doesn't look like it's going to come back anytime soon. And then right around then, or if not too far after that, uh, Rami Mays came up with uh, this gig opportunity with curbside concerts where you could do it at a safe distance in front of people's houses. And uh, that was a super sweet opportunity that really, like, it, it was a game changer, in my opinion, for even just uh, opening up the floodgates to people realizing how easy it is to book bands and or, or you know, groups to come to the houses that it's never been facilitated like that before. So now this opportunity is there and everyone's just chomping at the bit for it. And I mean, without trying to brag, I don't like to talk about it too much, but that was the tail end of this, of that first lockdown was some of the most lucrative moments of my life. I got very lucky in that situation where I had full-time work and I got to do a bunch of those curbside gigs so it worked out quite nicely and then the second one when it came around again and even this time it started being a i don't know i think it was weighed heavily on people that it just it was back and even though they knew they could do it like before just because it grew it started off very small and then it grew into more and more people could be in your yard and you could have these parties while they're doing it and then once it started shrinking back down to less people in your backyard and just your house where it started, people weren't as apt to get on board because they wanted to do the big dog thing instead yeah. of initial small thing. Yeah, that's. Yeah, but other than that, so, so I mean, like, that, 
and well, I, I'm sorry to interrupt. Well, that, you, like, well, how did that, that work? Down, sorry. Well, that wrapped down. Uh, other like the venues started ramping up again. They started opening, and then we got the Blue Note. The Blue Note was a very lucky uh, venue that opened up out, outside, and it was a prime location. Play a bunch of music. That's the times changed uh, next door. So we got a bunch of stuff through John Scholes, who hooked us up in a big way. There was a lot of um, musical community that helped out other musical like uh, people amongst it, which was really huge. So I'd say that's a huge way how I managed to cope through it. That, and that makes sense. There's a lot of musicians coming up with ways to support other musicians and like create a, a thing. You know, so, yeah. but I want to circle back to the, the, the concerts in the yard. Did you literally just pull up in a van that had speakers built into it? And just like, everybody just opens the door and jumps out and just starts playing or like, what, how, like, what was the that, deal? That was, that was sort of the idea initially. Like I remember when I was suggested it, they drive were, they were by concerts. About, they were talking, yeah, pretty much. They were talking about, um, standing on the roof of your vehicle and doing it from up there and, or in the bed of a truck if you had one, but I, I've got, at the time I had a little Ford Focus wagon and I was like, I don't think I can stand on this roof. It's a little sketchy. <laughs> so uh, we managed to come to terms with just you set up on the boulevard and uh, everyone sits in their front yard and we'd have these uh, battery powered speakers that you could plug into. So you didn't have to plug in anywhere. You didn't have to run any lines. You didn't have to interact at all in terms of getting close to each other you could just sit right up there and plug in play 45 minutes roll out it's great that's cool what a cool concept like that's so neat and yeah what, what, like if somebody had booked you for today would you go <laughs> or would you look at the weather and say maybe not <laughs> it's funny there was some there were some diehards that uh committed to like propane heaters next to them and and playing out there but but uh, I'm too much of a, I mean, I'm, I'm a baby first and foremost. Absolutely <laughs> couldn't handle that. But secondly, in, in this weather, that, that would just destroy the old the old guitar. And I can't do that to that little, that little bastard. Yeah, I, cer I certainly wouldn't bring out my nice guitar in this kind of weather. But like my, my fingers, like at a certain point, like, like can it even be done? You know? I know. I, I actually <laughs> looked into, when I was asked about it, I looked into... Uh, uh, like guitar playing gloves online and it's not a thing. There's some people no. that are offering some options, but <laughs> it's not a thing. Yeah. At the end of the day, th those, yeah. th your fingers still, the tips at least have to be exposed, exactly. even yeah. if it's just the tip, but it's just yeah. like, <laughs> like they have to be exposed and it's just problematic. Right. So yeah. Yeah. I'm not a just the tip kind of guy. <laughs> Fair enough, ladies. Uh, yeah, so I, I, that's just a really cool concept, and and again, the blue, you know, what formerly was the uh, the beer can, that's right, uh, became Blue Note Park, and there were, I mean, if you paid attention to the WPG's event listings, you would have noticed <laughs> that there were a lot of events happening at Blue Note Park, um, basically every day sometimes multiple yeah, times yeah it was i think yeah absolutely they they did very well over over that the summer it was great well they they did well for themselves but they also provided something that people 
wanted they the, the ability yeah. to leave the house and have something to do to see some fine musicians for the musicians to have a gig to play to to get that because yeah. being on stage is great because you know you get paid for it or whatever sometimes but like that rush of like there's a reason musicians you know the whole starving musicians exists because like money isn't really the driving factor for most of them so, no it can't be <laughs> right yeah uh, because like you said, you know, all of a sudden it's hard to pay the bills for two or three months in a row. Then you start to resent music for it. Right. So absolutely. Yeah. So it's a slippery anyway, slope. very slippery slope. Um, but given, given ideal conditions, there's lots of really cool stuff that happens around town. And so I'd like to ask you, what are your favorite events that happen around town? Like, like blowout events. What's your favorite? um like to watch to play both either or both like uh we could do one of each two of each whatever yeah i mean uh canada day on osborne street is always a, a great time i've always had a f fun watching and and playing on on that that's great anything on scotiabank stage at the forks is always a blast all those i mean i guess canada day too but they do a lot of other stuff as well and um you know, all the street fests, Sherbrooke Street Fest is a lot of fun. I, I like it when they do those small little street fests and just sort of include uh, the Winnipeg community and get everyone sort of together. It's nice. Yeah, and the, some of those are really cool. I know I've seen you at Folk Fest before. I think you might be a fan there. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Maybe. Folk Festival is always a blast. Yeah. My favorite, yeah, playing there, doing the traveling minstrel thing and and playing going on at 3 a.m at the time it's changed tent and playing till sun up is just oh it's unforgettable yet very forgettable nights <laughs> <laughs> uh, i've been to a few of them i know exactly what you mean uh Lovely details great times <laughs> yeah just you wake up just the vibe you just like yeah. that was amazing yeah not really sure who all was with me but <laughs> i remember it fondly uh, yeah. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. That's uh, warm, fuzzy feelings. <laughs> fuzzy being the keyword. Yes. <laughs> so if you, what are your favorite venues in the city to see music at? Not to play, but like to go to. Cause like, I know that a lot of musicians, they have a great, they have favorite venues to play, favorite to see when you're, when you're out supporting your friends, where do you want to go see them play? I mean, I gotta, I gotta lay it down. First is times changed. I absolutely love that joint. It's, uh, it's a second home. And then after that, easily the Royal George is a lot of fun. It's a bit of a trek, but I mean that's for many, yeah. Yeah, it's my old stomping grounds though, and uh, I owe them a lot. And it's, it's just always nice and nostalgic, and they're great people down there. Love watching bands, and and it's usually you know the the guys that I grew up with playing at, in on that stage that I end up going to watch because I just can't help it. Got to go down. Then the, I mean, the park theater is, I have yet to see those new renovations, but, Me too. but they've always, they've always had some unreal sound in there. And I just, it's always such a great sounding room that uh, I love watching people play in that joint. Yeah. One of my I... new, favorite, one of my new favorite ones is uh, the park alleys. I've just recently started getting into there after they opened up and, I just love what they've got going on in there. That's that's a sweet spot. 
Yeah, I haven't uh, checked that one out, and I haven't seen the new renovations at the park yet either. I'm very excited to go check out both of those things. Um, I, yeah, I just love that there's, you know, we have this big lockdown and all this stuff, and people are like, you know what we need? More places to hang out, not less. <laughs> I love it. I love that. I agree, yeah. Uh, that's great. But uh, so for playing, like, what's, what's like, the easiest walk-in, play, walk-out kind of venue like what's the easiest venue to play? The easiest venue, I would say, probably the George yeah. Royal George four times. They've always got. I mean, I've because I'm such a you know staple. Uh, I've been there since since I started. It's been over a decade that I've been going to these joints. They uh, they know me well enough that you know the amps, the house amps are available for me, so I don't have to bring my own my own amp town, which makes life very easy. And uh, and then on top of that, I know the sound guys, so I don't have to go through like you know everyone kind of knows what I'm looking for, and and I uh, don't have to try too hard to figure out what I need on up on stage and out on front. They just kind of know what I'm what I'm about and just dial it in. But but you've earned that. Not everybody can walk in there and play that that venue as easily as you could, right? <laughs> well, I appreciate that. That is true. I I think I've earned it. Yeah. I, well, I, I, I'm just saying, like you, you've played there, you've put in your time, you've you paid your dues. That's why they know your sound, they know what you're after. Uh, I imagine it was probably very similar when you went to the cavern before it shut down. And yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. James Brown for a long time, then Tim Zierski. They're both uh, fantastic sound guys to work for, nice and easy. And then, and then the whole crew in there too. All the all the staff knows you very well. And yeah, it's it's just a comfortable place to play for sure. Uh, yeah, and so compare that to the new Toad. The new Toad is, uh, I mean, it's a similar vibe uh, based on, like, it's because it's a lot of the same staff. Some of the new staff uh, are, sorry, there are some new staff, but but they, they're they fantastic. They fall, uh, they fall right into the comfortability just like everyone else because, I mean, they hire. They hire who they hire for a reason. Yeah. And uh, the stage is a tad smaller than the old cavern stage and it's a little less dingy, which I'm going to be honest, I missed, I missed the dirt and the, and the dank, <laughs> but, uh, you know, you can't bring the dank along with you. You gotta, just, you gotta, you, you gotta, gotta make it. You have to earn your yeah, dank. Exactly. Exactly. And we're working hard and <laughs> making that joint dank here at uh, giant town and squid spot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And listen, also while we're on the subject, uh, I want to quick, uh, my heart goes out to the Monk family who lost Mick Monk. Speaking of the toad, uh, he passed away after a battle with cancer. So I, uh, I, I, I feel for that family and for that community. Uh, Mick was all about making the toad just a little bit better. Every time he saw something wrong, I'm going to go fix that right now. Like, you know, he's, I remember being out on the patio one day, it's starting to get dark and he realizes there's no lights on the new patio. You know what? I'll be right back. So he bounced out to Home Depot or wherever he went, grabbed a bunch of strings of lights and stuff, came back and put them up while people were still sitting there. Like, <laughs> I don't want you to have to go inside, you know? And I yeah. just thought like, that is, that is hospitality. And I, I will, he will be sorely missed in the community uh, of Osborne village and, everyone else who he's touched so yeah um, absolutely yeah he uh he did us a lot of 
a lot of good getting us up on that stage for so many years and he got up there with us for a while and and then on top of that I mean the last time I I got to talk to him in person was when he was still renovating that joint brought me in to sort of figure out if we're gonna get these Thursdays going again and he had nothing but sparkles in his eyes with, with all the ideas he had about the new joint and uh we're gonna keep it going and doing well with doing well for it and keep it alive yeah yeah he poured his heart and soul into that into that pub and to to building a place that people wanted to come hang out and i yeah i i you know my my condolences to the monk family and and all of mick's friends and you know, it's 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 a big loss for the for the community for sure. But yeah, um, definitely, sort of a sort of a bummer. Where do you go from here? Um, <laughs> Only up, I can assume. Yeah, I'm just hoping. <laughs> I mean, we could dive into COVID and go the other way, but I, I'd rather I'd rather not. Um, but you know, there there's so many people out there in Winnipeg. I mean, you can I, I off the top of my head, I could name probably a dozen, and I'm not even from here, and I haven't been in the the you know in this industry for half as long as you have in Winnipeg. So I just there there's so many people out there just trying to make it work. You got Chris Graves over at the King's Head doing everything he can to make music a thing, to make to make that community a thing very much the same mentality as Mick, where it's just like when people show up in that door, he just wants people to have a great time. And when they leave they're they're yearning for the next time they can come back, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, the King set, the King set, that that's gotta be a fairly easy venue to play. You know? Oh yeah. That, that place has a built in crowd every time. It's, it's such a good energy and, uh, and yeah, great, great amount of people, great staff. The only bummer is those stairs is, getting all those all that gear up them stairs man done that a few times Very that's the school. only downside and ironically it's walking up <laughs> <laughs> yeah the only downside is up so the yeah there's but there's just so many cool spots to, like out on main street the north end's got a cruel venue the uh, bulldog bulldog event center that's a huge space inside that you know generally they lend themselves more to like the metal punk like yeah. that sort of that genre um but i mean th they don't limit themselves to that that's just sort of how that it just sort of built up that way <laughs> but yeah i've yet to I've yet to get to one of theirs out there but uh i've heard nothing but good things yeah it's, it's been you know great events all kinds of cool stuff really good reviews of the events being put on which means you know like it's it's not you know when you go to metal shows people are like oh am i gonna get hurt it's like no listen the, the metal is not the problem we live in winnipeg like it's yeah it's, it doesn't matter where you go that uh yeah it's 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 i don't know i just love the fact that music is still a thing and despite all the lockdowns musicians are really kicking uh to get back out there uh what's what are the shows? Okay, for how many shows were canceled? Can you number? Do you know? Like count oh a recurring God. a recurring weekly gig as one show. Yeah. So how many of your shows got canceled? I mean, I I couldn't tell you specifically, but I mean, it was like every time it happened. Specifically, the first time though was was easily whoa, probably two dozen for sure 
like weddings that were coming up within that year and yeah, all sorts of plans that were way ahead in the future that uh, just got pushed to the next year. And then, and then even then, you know, like then things started picking back up again and people were starting to do, to do bookings again. And then, and then again, right before Christmas, bunch of shit went down and all just, just seeing that money just, and all those gigs just disappear. It's kind of a bummer, man. But that's the thing is you can't. I just made sure not to focus on that. Just, I don't know, here we go again. It's just a matter of time before we get back to normal-ish and can start getting back on stage with the boys again. Yeah. And so in the last, like, well, Christmas, New Year's was tough because the the – the restrictions changed in that time, and did you did you end up playing? Because I know you had a gig booked for New Year's Eve. Did that get completely kiboshed, or did you play it? Yeah, I had I had a couple things right before Christmas that I was planning to do, and then uh, and then we had we had uh, yeah New Year's Eve with Jai Town, but two days before Christmas, I I came down with the old Corona, and so uh, luckily nothing serious. I had uh, it was a few days few days was a bit of a was a bit of a bummer but nothing bad but yeah so everything just got next and my 10 days ended the day after new year's so and i mean everyone everyone was already you know seeing what was going down and even if we could have done it it, it wouldn't have been in a good uh in a good headspace for anyone that came down and you still be kind of just feeling a little uneasy about being out there well not just that but then you got like you know, liquor sales stop at 10 p.m. And exactly. like, you know, so I know a lot of DJs and musicians and entertainers in general, just shows just across the board, New Year's Eve, nope, just canceled. So yeah, yeah, that's, that's tough. It's tough. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's tough, but I mean, <laughs> we've been getting used to it. That's for damn sure. <laughs> well, and that's, that's the other danger. So when when shows kick back up, are you going to try and ease into it, or are you just going to go gangbusters and take every gig you can because you don't know if how long it's going to last or what? Um, it, I, I'll sort of uh, I'll space it out nicely because I don't like to uh, I don't like to go too crazy with um, you know with one specifically, but I'll probably be you know. Doing one with this person, one with that person, one with that group, one with that group. Just sort of spread it out. And, uh, yeah, I'll basically book, for the most part, what anyone is off- willing to offer and and then yeah. see what happens. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm keen for you to get back out there because I would like to come to a show. Yeah. Uh, as as a as a patron, maybe uh, you know, maybe maybe I'll come to Jam Night if that comes back up. Uh, oh, yeah. When that becomes a thing, and we're allowed to you know stand on the same stage at some point. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> nice. Maybe I'll come come play some tunes myself, but uh, obviously I won't do them the justice that you guys do. I I thank you very much for being on this uh, show. Is is there is there anything else that you think people need to know about events in Winnipeg and you? Well, like, uh, it's easy to miss stuff because you have you have so much going on. For sure, I mean, believe it or not, there are there are a couple venues still doing stuff. Um, so this this Thursday, which is January twentieth, I will be at the Riverside doing an open mic thing. So just just acoustic solo and 
you want to get up, we'll stand, you know, we sort of do a switcheroo. You will sanitize a mic, put it on there. And when someone comes up, they'll be sanitized one. We'll switch it and then I'll sanitize them. And, and, and then, people um, can also bring their own mics. I would assume you would encourage yeah, them. 100% well. if you, have, if you feel comfortable doing that. Absolutely. And they're, you know, they're, they're recognizing all the protocols and all that stuff, you know, masks when you're standing and all that. Uh, that's tomorrow, um, the 20th from six till nine thirty, And then, um, and then as well, the 27th, I believe is a Friday. Uh, I will be doing the Riverside again, just solo three, three sets, uh, just me six till nine thirty as well. No cover or any of that. Nice. Nice. And no what, cover is the best cover. On. What's that? <laughs> no cover is the best cover. <laughs> I agree. Uh, but yeah, that's great. I, I'm looking forward to seeing you do some more stuff. Um, you're, you, yeah, you're just, you're, I, I, I love your energy when you're on stage and it's just so irritating to have a lot of that just wasted. There's so many talented musicians, talented okay. comedians, like there's no stand up comedy for them. Like, I mean, yeah. there's a little bit going on. But like again, like it's just it's pared down so much that finding it is really hard. So check the WPG's event listings because we'll update those and try and keep on top of what actually is going on and what isn't. And uh, other than that, I want to thank Jamie Buckborough very much for having joined us. Um, again, my name is Mark Adam. You can uh, find me basically just living here on the WPG. And uh, hit us up on all them social medias is, is, is the WPG magazine on basically everything. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, TikTok. Again, there's no TikToks yet, but there will be. And uh, yeah, that that's basically it. So Mr. Buckborough, you're, you're the best. Stay the best. And we will see you out there doing music once again. Yeah, thanks a lot, man. I appreciate you having me on and appreciate everything you do. Uh, I'm, we're trying over here too, you know. I'm straight. <laughs> All right. See you next time, everybody.